everyone, and welcome to uh, Patch Rundown 612 or 6.12, for those of you who uh, like to pronounce it incorrectly. Uh, we are once again missing missing uh, my favorite uh, co-host, Aiden Zyrene Moon. Uh, so we instead have my second favorite co-host, who now, in addition to being the best Falco at Riot Games, is also the best Genji at Riot oh, Games. Uh, am I? Wow. Wesley, I don't know about dude, that one. Wesley Smash Gizmo Ruddle. I think Miles is better than me at Falco, too, man. This is... Look, hey, give of... yourself some okay, credit. All right, yeah, Smash no. Gizmo, he's yeah, here. I'm he's right it. there across the Great table. Falco That's and Genji. Him. Got it. Also, we have, uh, from a previous podcast that hopefully you listened to, uh, Joseph, Joe, Fearless, Greylock, Bullock, Greylock, Riot Fearless, Joe Greylock, head of the systems team. How you doing, man? Uh, I, I was okay. Uh, feel I feel worse about things after that intro, <laughs> and then I'm staring at the death pit behind me in the yeah, recording room. You know, let's full disclosure. There is a hole in the room that we are in right now, covered with sand. Uh, is that dirt? That dirt? is like graveyard dirt. dirt. Like this is I'm really ominous. Sand. The, we're we're going under some renovations here in the little podcast area, but uh, if if uh, either Wes or Joe say things that we don't like, we're just going to push them in. So so uh, six point twelve. Twelve. There you the, go. The ARAM patch. Yep. Uh, so so before we get into some of the ARAM changes, we have other stuff, non ARAM stuff in here too. But break down for me what 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 are the goals of the ARAM patch? Why are we touching them now? Yeah. So I mean, I guess it's just been a long time since we've touched ARAM stuff, and it felt like man, players love this mode. They play this mode a ton, right? Like we all play this mode a ton. You walk around during lunch, everyone's playing ARAMs. It's like it's a cool map that people love to play, and. Honestly, like we have kind of been ignoring it for a long time and we wanted to, you know, give it a freshen up, right? Just look through there, see what stuff we could clean up, make cooler, make it a better game mode for people, you know? Yeah. Joe, you big ARAM player? Uh, I do like ARAM. Uh, the exciting thing about these changes for me was this is a lot of like low hanging fruit. Like we did not go and try to make giant fundamental changes as much as like there's some easy pain points we could fix that we could make better that I think players will feel really good about but we're not trying to like rebuild the game mode too it's it's just a do a nice little touch up to a thing that we know a bunch of players love yeah that i think that to me was a big thing i remember in the meetings right uh brian feeney feral pony lead lord live <laughs> designer whatever his title king is of live gameplay yeah yes. king king of live gameplay that's correct, correct. Yep. you know was very adamant about hey we shouldn't you know we're not going to try to balance ARAM necessarily, right? ARAM inherently as a random game mode, it it's going to be unbalanced. You're going to have games you get stomped. You're going to have games that you completely stomp the other team. This is more about trying to target the really, really rough edges and try to try to find a way to kind of bring them in, maybe make you feel uh, a little more hope uh, in some of the situations where you get yeah. like five Olaf or whatever, the, the, the all <clears throat> melee team. Uh, there are no uh, duplicates, Patrick. I don't know. Geez, Do you, you play, play ARAM? Play ARAM? <laughs> Come is this on. Not, it's it's is this tavern brawl is that what we're talking about right now oh, no. all right uh okay <laughs> so 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 let's get into it uh we have a little uh you know kind of our first stop here is uh we have a couple champions the infinite some of the some are infinite scaling champions uh yep. bard thresh and nasus just kind of getting their infinite scalers buffed up on the map and i mean this one seems pretty straightforward yeah right? super straightforward it's a faster game mode games don't last as long if you have a little game that you're supposed to play to help your character stack up throughout the whole game uh it wasn't appropriate that it was still spawning at the same rate as a summoner's rift because you get golden levels so much faster these things need to build up faster too pretty straightforward stuff yeah this is like nasus is really good on aram but like not for the reasons you would normally expect <laughs> nasus to be good on aram so now for those like two players out there who still like to stacktivate you know yep. more reward for your things yep. basically yep. right i will say these changes led to my very favorite playtest experience of all time oh wow because uh, in testing Thresh, I at one point had 3,000 armor, and it was the most fun game I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really good at the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a good He good was time. very hard to kill. We had one magic damage dealer on our team. But uh, wh where were your last whispers? Uh, I guess 40% of 3,000 is still, still a lot. It doesn't <laughs> really work. Quite a lot. Yeah, never mind. What am I talking about? Yeah, no, All we right. had them in cleavers. Okay, <laughs> so so moving on to something a little bigger, we have a lot of changes to summoner spells and summoner spell cooldowns yep. specifically, right? Uh, it looks like what it's uh, there's a new buff, 40% reduced summoner spell cooldowns on the map. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so I think what we started to notice with uh, with Mark Dash when that was added is that like the pacing of summoner spells we could get way more aggressive on this map with, and then we are just retroactively applying this to basically all summoners, right? It's like Mark Dash has become so you know universal on that map. Everyone takes it because it's such a low cooldown, and you get to do so many cool things. And we were like, well, why don't we just let them do the stuff that they do on Summoner's Rift, except more frequently, right? Yeah. Um, so forty percent less cooldown on you know exhaust or ignite or flash right flash is of course everyone's going to take flash not everyone but a lot of people yeah, are going to take flash. more people will take flash than they did before and what we noticed is like people get to make more big cool plays when you give them more summoner spells so it's it's i mean we've been loving it when we play it it's really fun so I mean, uh I know both of you have kind of worked a little bit or thought about the summoner spell space for me. Something, Joe, if you can break down for me, like what is what is the actual intent or what is the role that you see summoner spells having? Period. Right, like in a broad mm. League of Legends sense, like why? What are they good for at all? I think the thing we love most about summoner spells is they are these massive boosts of power on these really long cooldowns that allow matchups that are otherwise pretty locked in to have a very big difference, right? Like, you can be getting crushed as a mid laner, but you might have that window when your Ignite and Flash are both up to make some big play and get a kill back in and try to get back in the game. And having that frequently unequal amount of power available to players, I think, is huge for why lanes stay exciting, why the game doesn't solve out really, really hard. Um... And there's also not a lot of nice pacing, right? You don't have to be always worried about the Shaco coming to gank you and igniting you and killing you. Um, yeah, because for this window, I'm safe because I right. have. My, I know he used my ghost that or thing. barrier or whatever, right? right. Yeah. Or his ignites down, and I know that, right? Like those yeah. things are important. Um, the thing where you always take ignite, don't they? They usually you, do. You yeah. should, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Shaco expert Joe Greylock. He's kind of fun. What else? No, I believe, I, <laughs> we are judging you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, I think in, in ARAM, you see that kind of breakdown because that pacing is much less important, right? Nothing is, you're not going to stop fighting to wait for your summoners to come back because you can't because it's one giant 20 minute fight. Yeah. So, I usually opt not to take flash specifically for that reason because I'm like, how many times in a 17 minute game am I going to flash? Yeah. Right. Uh, and what is the relative <laughs> impact of this going to be? Because it's like, that was fast. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I can do basic math. Well, that's if I do it on cooldown, right? Yeah. That's like, so you're doing it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I right. do. I, I actually am that kind of troll that will flash in a health pack like almost oh, yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. okay, good. And now I can do it more often. Yeah, indirect I, buff to BMing on this map. Fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's not just about the the windows breaking down. It's also just the the pacing of everything. It, like three minutes means a lot more in ARAM because you respawn faster, you run down the lane faster. There's nothing else to distract you. Like people are just constantly fighting. Cooldowns still feel like a thing. It's just less of a thing right right yep so you're talking about running it down uh running it down mid we have uh the new home start buff yeah tell me about that tell me about the handsome person <laughs> who came up with that idea uh man who was that who came up with that idea can you remind me i Patrick? heard he was really good looking i heard he was a fantastic host oh uh, yeah 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 Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah. No, so you don't actually have to tell them about that, but 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 tell me about how how it's been. Uh, no, it was a good idea, Patrick. Good job. Thank Woo! you. Okay, so um, writing that on my Facebook. Right. So uh, we're actually doing the opposite of Home Guard on this, which yeah. we've been calling uh, lovingly Home Start. Um, yeah. What we were noticing is, is that uh, until you bought movement speed items and the, uh, I guess, outer turrets go down, um, the pacing of ARAM, like, there's this big lull where you're just, like, walking slowly back to lane with your base movement speed, and it was preventing people from doing what they want to do, which is clash, you know, bash their heads together on Murder Bridge, right? Like, that's that's the fun yeah. of it. And so... Uh, we felt like the inverse of home guard is what made sense here, which is just get people back into the fray early in the game. And then once those outer turrets go down and the game starts to break down into the the inhibitor, crack the base type stuff, then we no longer have it. So, yeah, yeah. this this as well. And this is something I kind of want to keep talking about over our next couple changes is uh, at least how we're writing in the patches this is like this is like one in three parts that is kind of helping the melee problem yep. on this map, right? And that's, uh, you know, I, I guess you guys can probably expand on it, right? But it, it's when you are a melee champion on ARAM, within reason, 
uh, you usually aren't able to play the game, right? Like your Jaxes, Irelias, Inshows, Udirs, right? Snowball, I think, went a good went a long way in making these characters have comebacks. But like early game, you try to go for a minion because all of you are fighting over minions, and Velkaz, Varus, Lux light you up. Now they're all six, and you're four, and 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 it, it kind of snowballs out from there, right? So I think we we felt like yeah, uh, giving you a ton of movement speed to come back earlier uh, to kind of help recoup some of those losses and not lose massive amounts of xp right it's, it's kind of the first way to tackle the problem yeah i mean with melee teams we were seeing that like ults were such a big part of what let them engage so that three to six lull in an all melee team like usually meant you're like dying a lot to poke and stuff and giving them some early movement speed to come back and like even just catch up in xp even if they're not coming right back into the fray made a big difference yeah so so part two I suppose, of uh, trying to solve this problem as well as just kind of make everything else out is uh, changes to experience. Now, uh, Joe, I know you guys, your team as well, has been playtesting a lot of ARAM. Tell me, how has the experience changes kind of felt? Like, how has this really affected things? I mean, we've had games that feel like the pace has really kicked up a couple of times. And the funniest thing was a couple of times that was because we had bloody games like so the, before the changes were even in we were just like partially due to the home start partially yeah. due to i think uh people loving to kill people on other teams right just like right, yeah the like oh yeah we're playing play test um we've had games where the xp curves really did feel quite fast and then we put these changes in and we're like oh yeah cool we like leveling this is great um the, the biggest thing is that 6 to 11 lull that sometimes feels, like, catastrophically long, especially, I think, on a team that's not doing very well, does get condensed down to something that feels actually even just closer to the regular game in terms of pacing and where you expect your levels to be. Um, I think one of the biggest frustrations on ARAM was the the other team has level 11, and we're, like, 8 like, like yeah, if you're doing yeah, you can lane? get yeah. I was talking about the six to four earlier, right? That's that's the nightmare. Yeah, when yeah. you're like, oh, they're just gonna dive the shit out of us, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But the the alt level discrepancies, I think, really do a lot better with these both bloodier games and nice like kind of gentler XP curves. You have a less of these like really really disparate level disparities between the two teams. Yeah. I mean, one of the pieces here too is that champion kills are worth less experience relative to like all the experience that you're getting. So, particularly those early snowballing games have been at least in our experience less aggressive. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's the thing too uh that we when we were kind of drafting up or talking about all these changes, right? Is um you kind of especially if you're not playing ARAM with a full five, and sometimes even if you are, it's hard to understand why you're losing in a lot of cases, right? And so uh, we'll get to this one in just a sec, but, you know, you have, like, Jax, Yasuo, and then maybe three other really strong members, like poke guys or healer guys or whatever, and they're fighting in the minion wave because they're trying to get last hits, and you just get blown up. And then that sends the XP curve so out of whack now for the rest of the game that even if, okay, we hit six a little shortly thereafter, the advantages that they're cashing in, you know, it feels a constant uphill battle, I think, is, is kind of how we've been phrasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in team fights, right? Like when another team all get their ults and then start a team fight, that feels very different from like, oh, one or two people are ahead. But in ARAM everyone is probably going to get that advantage and it really does hit hard so yeah. anything to kind of make that more gentle i think yeah. well, does a lot let's let's kind of close out the rest of the 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 melee problem our three parter which uh we changed a lot uh, about gold and how gold gets distributed right uh and specifically uh speaking uh higher ambient gold higher gold on champion kill higher gold on minions across the board there's a lot more gold for everyone uh but then gold no longer scales on minions yeah, so uh, gold scaling on minions on ARAM was actually pretty aggressive prior to this patch. And so over time, last hits kept getting more and more important. And then characters who had really strong later wave clear would kind of funnel all the gold into them. And you'd see crazy things where it's just like, I don't know, Varus, you know, is one-shotting minion waves. And is just like, at the end of the game, he's like 7k ahead of everyone. And part of the point is like on ARAM, right? Like everyone's supposed to be getting a bunch of gold and like being able to participate in team fights, you know, having some disparity is okay between those, but like we felt like it was pushed too far in favor of people who had a lot of wave clear. So what we were going for here is like 
let's move more of the gold into the passive component and less of it from especially the later minion last hits because like the early ones you know no one's doing a ton of damage so you know you can kind of fight for them you can get yours in yeah. here and there but especially those later ones as soon as you have you know a Zareth, a Varus, a Lux, a Ziggs, right? Like there are all these guys who could just like funnel all the gold into themselves uh, and it was just like way too much as far as we could tell. Yeah, I, I, I've always had struggles with this personally because there'll be like, oh, you have like a talent on your team and it's like, you should be giving the gold to that person, right? But they're like, haha, I just want to last hit. It's like, you're, you're it's, it's weird that it should ever be the play to want to donate a lot of gold to a specific person on a map like Aram, right? Yeah. Because it feels so counter to what the mode is really about. So, it, you know, it feels to me like just kind of spreading it around and saying like, yeah, let's let's give more equal distribution and then let the people with the kills, right, kind of find their way into the gold share uh, and kind of let everyone stack up evenly. Because I, I feel so odd having hyperscaling champions like Jax on my team. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Get away from the wave. <laughs> That's not for you. That's yeah. for our lux. Yeah, like yeah. when we're talking about the the melee disparity, particularly with this one, like a lot of people don't realize how multiplicative gold is because of the way our systems work. But like trying to be a melee character against one of these characters that just kind of accidentally eats up all the gold, the amount of damage output one of these characters is going to have versus the tankiness you can build as someone who is not getting gold on that map because of the reliability that they're going to be that far ahead, like you said, like 7k ahead or something ridiculous, right? Like, like it is kind of unbalanceable if, if we don't fix that core issue of like, yeah, this guy has like double your goal. It just doesn't work. The the systems can't really hold up for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we're all in agreement here. I'm, I'm excited to play more ARAM after at least these changes because I love playing big dumb melee idiots and i hate having to like oh, i guess i'll re-roll this one away or like pawn it off on someone so that yeah. i can like get <laughs> anyone want shen yeah yeah <laughs> hey who wants shit except i will always fight for Jin. if i always see Jin, i will want to play that guy because curtain call on that map is too hype it's it's the most fun you can have <laughs> they, they can't run out of the cone man yeah, it's, it's, it's the length of the lane <laughs> all right um uh, we, we have a couple more changes here. Uh, getting into health packs. Uh, health packs, I know, is a tough uh, question. We had a lot of different iterations that people may have seen on the PBE, but uh, specifically, I think a big question is what what are health packs actually for? I remember they were just kind of added way back in the Thunderdome days, like, ah, oh, it seems like it'd be fun to have a thing here, but we never really figured out what their purpose is or what they should be doing. Uh yeah, I mean, so health packs should give health. They should help you Yeah, All right, so, no, but seriously, uh, on this map, uh, there, there's kind of always this thing where if you got really low, it felt like there was no way for you to, like, participate again until you died. So you kind of needed some sort of sustain built into the map to, like, give people something where they're like, oh, but if I, like... Yeah, yeah, grab my, a couple health packs, I'll be okay. Maybe I, like, kamikaze back in or, or do something good. You yeah, know? it also gives people something to fight over, which is yeah. really important. It's, like, outside of the towers, health packs are, like, the only other thing to really fight over with the other team. And so if there's something to give players something that they want to, like, hey, you know, the other team's going to get that. If we don't get that, let's let's fight them for this. Um, and so, I mean, the, the changes here, I guess you know they're they're pretty light in this case uh one of the things we noticed is that the mana return was just kind of insane on it uh it, health packs ended up being more about being mana packs in yeah. later aram is just like even if you were low you were supposed to give that to soraka so that she'd have the mana to then heal everyone else and it's like wait a second like yeah. that's a sona pack that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is right there sona and nami pack yeah, yeah there you go uh, so yeah, I mean, we're just trying to clean it up, making sure it's more about the health, and then we increased the respawn timer just because uh, there was, we felt like there's too much fighting over them at 40 seconds, 60 seconds felt like a more natural times up with minion waves. It it just makes it easier to to kind of understand when health packs are coming up and when to fight over them. Yeah, when I first when we were first talking about these changes, I was like, no, don't take away my mana. I really like casting my abilities and stuff, right? That seems cool. But then I think what we found. Uh, they're really, you know, who likes mana the most? Well, healers that we're talking about, but then also the Varus, the Velkas, the people that we're talking about, right, who who usually have pretty low cooldowns and low mana costs on some of those poke spells, you know, especially if we're talking like Ezreal, right? So they're converting that at like a crazy rate. Yeah, it, 
again, that it feels like you hit it, right? That's, yeah. that's just the case. Well, and they're getting to go gas planning because they know everyone is going to give them these mana packs, so they're not buying mana items because why would you because there's free mana everywhere. Like, it, it's a super cyclical problem, too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are getting into the items territory for Aram, which I know, Wes, you also worked on here, but mm-hmm. uh, removing a lot of items. So let's see. We'll, we'll read them off. Have a, have a little eulogy here. Doran's Blade, Doran's Ring, Doran's Shield, Arcane Sweeper, and the Lightbringer, as well as the Orb of Winter, Entropy, and the Wicked Hatchet. Good night, friends. <laughs> but yeah, we're moved. This is actually a sizable amount of uh, amount of items. Joe, did we miss any of these items in playtest? Ready? Was anyone sad we didn't have them? These like little vision items? Anything? Are these items? <laughs> is that uh, no, League yeah, of Legends uh, PC edition? Well, uh, is it weird? Uh, Dor Dor Doran. Dor no. Doran. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yes. <laughs> I think obviously the the fallback of like I'll stack a bunch of Dorans and see if I can get back into the game is out. I don't think that's one we think is fun or particularly good for the game. Um, I mean. I think there'll be some people worried about some of the vision detection stuff. I know we have other things that are kind of addressing that problem. Um, I I think people will be happier not having to worry about should I go buy that thing. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the thing on these vision ones that I kind of want to hit on is that. Uh, the stat lines on these items were all really bad. Like you looked at their gold efficiency, they were awful. Oh, yeah. The they sweeper were super bad. Arcane sweeper in particular was just awful. I I feel bad because I felt like if I was playing ARAM, you know, with like a bunch of your friends of different skills, you'd like you'd get the person who's the least skilled to buy Arcane Sweeper. Because you're like, hey, you can help us by Please buy this thing. We really need it, but the efficiency is so bad. It, it Why is bad. it? Yeah, and I, I guess our feeling too is like just yeah these these items they're taking up space in your inventory and like you're only buying them because the other team has a teamo. Uh, we felt like it was better serviced to just like get that answer into the elixir space where it's not taking up space in your inventory. It's a relatively small gold like on a need to base uh, on like a need to have basis that you just. You get an Oracle's Extract when you need Oracle's Extract. Don't worry yourself about these items that are just, like, so awful and ruin your build path. And, yeah. Yeah. The tax of, like, screw up your entire power curve to Just to deal with the trap character. Yeah. Yeah, Stealth guy. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for these items to be so inefficient. Um, I think a very small tax on the or the elixirs make a lot more sense and feel better right you're still buying items you're still doing your normal stuff as a champion i think it just feels a lot more like league of legends this way so so then i guess last one before we move on because we already we're kind of talking about oracle's extract uh the the last three or winter entropy wicked hatchet any any special reasoning for them sure so wicked hatchet was only on there because it built into lightbringer which was also carried over from i think twisted tree line i don't know wicked hatchet went because because lightbringer went yeah uh basically it doesn't have a reason to exist if it doesn't <laughs> build into lightbringer what if uh, i really like the icon uh I know. Yeah, yeah. Get a come back or someday, something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah know. maybe. Or but Orb of Winter. This was. I remember this one because this was added post-release. Yeah. So Orb of Winter was added to be like uh, a like anti-poke item post-release. This was in a world before Specter's Cowl even existed. We're talking like a really long time ago. Um, yeah. Wow. I guess that would have been like season three, but like early. Yeah, season early three. season yeah. three. I think sounds right. Yeah. Um, Basically, we, we looked at Orb of Winter and we're like, okay, what is it supposed to be? Anti-poke. What anti-poke options exist? Uh, Specter's Cowl, Banshee's Veil, or Spirit Visage. You know, either way you go with Specter's Cowl, they're already kind of doing what what Orb of Winter does. And Warmogs is also your like anti-poke, like healing item. And Orb of Winter ultimately was just kind of a trap relative to all of those. It wasn't as efficient as those. Uh, like the the shield paradigm, like Malphite shield, actually is not great against poke because they tend to consistently hit you, so you're not getting it back up. 
the item felt like a trap and we we ideated a little bit on like what could we do to make this a better anti-poke item and we kept ending up back at specter's cow so it was just like okay man we're, yeah we're kind of done with this and we could use the icon which we'll get to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we salvaged that sweet sweet icon so um but i guess we should talk about entropy real quick before yeah. we move on right entropy uh similarly was just in this space where it's just like uh, if you really want to stick to someone, there's Frozen Mallet. Its stat line is kind of awkward and not really there. No one knows where to it. Was like a BF Sword and a Phage? BF Sword and Phage. And then you activated it to get red buff for like 10 seconds. And it was on like some sort of cooldown. Basically, it was an active that like very few people ever knew about or remembered to use when they actually did buy it. It just. An active item that people used poorly? <laughs> yeah. I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just. It, it, it fell out of place. At that point, it's like, why is. Why is this even here? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well, let's get to the, the the other items in just a sec. We're almost done with our ARM section here, but we we just talked a lot about these really poor stat line vision items. Uh, but we have changes to Oracle's extract. Yep. So so hook me with that. That's uh, costs a little bit more now. Persists through death. Uh, and now uh, uh, when you see targets, you, you get the you get the uh, what is it? The sweeping lens. The, the lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean that 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 covers it, and the persisting through death is huge. That was the big one that we really noticed. Extract was falling flat on is like, you have to face check this book is push against the Teemo, and then he kills you, and then you lost your whole investment. Right? Yeah. It was like that's why the other ones felt like the Lightbringer and the Arcane Sweeper felt so much more necessary because you have to take risks to to clear out these traps sometimes, and if yeah, you it, lose it, your whole investment for it. And if you think about what we were talking about earlier in the cast, right, where we're talking about how hard it is to actually get gold on certain characters so if you're if you're already the the relegated to buying the oracles extract character you probably 250 gold is a lot of gold for you while while lux is laughing her way to the bank like farming infinite minions and is like oh i guess i'll get one maybe i have to finish my 16 rod items yeah (laughs) let me get full build first yeah i the only thing i think about this is i know uh and maybe this is just something we can't really get away from, at least for a while in our game. But, you know, it feels like if you're playing a trap character or a stealth character in League's lifetime, you're either really hard to deal with or you have been hard countered. Right. You know, because because we hearken back to like old, old Oracle's Elixir. Right. Just buy this thing and then have it until you die with no downtime ever. Just put it on Alistar and laugh a lot. You know, you're like, uh, it feels like you're in a rough spot. And so I know there are some AP Shaco players out there who who will be less less than excited when they see this change. I mean, I think the sweeper tech goes a little bit in that direction. It's one of the things we've been trying out a lot, which is can we give you some sort of stealth detection that doesn't feel like it might as well just auto-kill things for you? Being able to show that a thing is there but not give you that same total reveal, I think helps a little bit because these these traps aren't going away because they've been detected now. You just know, like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't face-check that one. It doesn't mean that the teammate behind you in your average ARAM game isn't going to forget that you found it and and hey guys i found this thing let me go check it out no yeah. no yeah. no yeah I, I mean i guess another big part here right is that uh lightbringer and arcane sweeper had this active component that let them sweep the brush and check the brush and we no longer have that so that means like if you fully trap up a brush your opponents can see that and then not walk into that brush but there's no way for them to safely clear it out yep. unless they have access to the brush so particularly those pixel brushes between outer and inner towers like you can still make very dangerous and make it so that your opponents you know can know that there is a problem there but can't actually deal with it so i i think that ultimately this world is less hard countery than the other one um, okay so, 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 yeah. so Teemo players, Shaco players, those of you that enjoy playing these characters on the map, you're probably okay. Yeah, they were really strong and they're probably still pretty strong. <laughs> so. Okay, all right, all right, good. I just know those are the guys who are like, I'm always hard countered by that one item. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe, I don't know, you kill them a lot. Maybe, maybe be okay. So, I, it's worth calling out, like, we understand the problem. Like, the, the bare minimum I can say here is, like, this, the sweeper, this is an ongoing, like, how the hell do we fix the fact that stealth right now is on-off? Yeah. we. This is just a larger problem in League of Legends, is what what should stealth be? How should you interact with someone who's always stealth or high-frequency stealth? 
what how do we want these to actually play? What's the counterplay? We're still figuring this one out. Like this one is just a hard question. So far, best answer is you should be able to figure out if you're probably in trouble, but not be able to turn off their stealth right away. We're probably going to come back to this one a couple of times. Okay. All right. So 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 stealth probably too big for us to solve in an ARM update, but at least trying to catch up with Oracle's lens where we are yeah. sounds sounds like we're at. Okay. So last two sections for ARAM. We have uh uh first first off is newer starting items. So this is what Guardian's Horn, Guardian's Hammer, Guardian's Orb, and then our old bud, the refillable potion, which really means a corrupting potion. Yeah, well, I mean, it re means refillable, too, for some starts for people. Uh, we can... I suppose, yeah, actually, what, because 1450 gold, how, many, how much do you start off with? You start with 1400, right? Uh, and the Guardian's Horn, Guardian's Orb, Guardian's Hammer are all 950, which means if you buy boots and a refillable potion, that's oh, a hey! Maybe yeah. someone thought of that, I don't know. Oh, wow! That's <laughs> ah, probably coincidence, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, Guardians items, these are, these are meant to be Doran's replacements for ARAM. Super uh, Doran's, Big Doran's. Super Doran's, yeah. Similar to like Prospectors on uh, Dominion, Rip. Yeah, we can't do it. Can't. He was trying to do the, the, uh, <laughs> the Hunger Games, Games whistle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, is that what that was? Yeah. I, yeah. He's not really a good bad whistle. He's a bad whistle. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, man. You gotta, you, you, you miss... Wow, there you go. Nice. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. You uh, miss every whistle, you don't whistle. That that's true. Put that in a t-shirt. Right. Um so, so yeah, they're they're trying to be the the super Dorans. I mean, basically Dorans exist on Summoner's Rift to uh, prop up characters who have a hard time in the laning phase um, and, you know, need need some help to get through, right? It's like, here's some early power for you. You can invest in early power. It won't build into anything, but here's an easier time in the early game. And uh on ARAM, it's like, cool, we still want to have that, uh, but you're starting at level three, you're starting with more gold, and honestly, like, we want to enable you to start building the fun items that, like, your character feels great about buying earlier. So here's one that you can buy with your starting gold, never worry about another one again, and, you know, there you go. Here is a good starting item if you need a good starting item. Yeah. Um, all of them are kind of geared towards like uh, regen type things because we know that early poke is a big problem. So like Guardian's Horn has a lot of flat regen on it and it has a good Doran's shield block on it to help mitigate poke. Uh, lifesteal on the hammer. Lifesteal on the hammer, flat mana regen on the orb. These are all things to just, you know, make you feel better about staying out there for longer in ARAM and mixing it up with the opponents. Cool. So that brings us to our last... ARAM installment, and probably the most important one, Poros. Oh, my gosh. This one is amazing. This is, and I, we, there was a heated debate about Poros snacks. And about many, like many actually, sh yeah. yeah. Should should we give you more poro snacks? Like some people believe it's like no summoning the the or you know exploding the poro or whatever the hell that happens. I think I've done it like twice. That should be like the rarest occurrence, only when your opponents come together and and do a thing with you, right? But it also just never happens. I don't know. This seems like an, an age-old problem for us at Riot Games. There, there's also, like, a tech concern <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. where if you give players a way to get Poro snacks repeatedly, uh, they could set up a custom game and just keep getting Poro snacks. They could actually crash a server by spawning <laughs> so many Poros with Poro explosions. Uh, so QA was like, hold on a second. We need <laughs> yeah, to learn. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so we so so we landed on giving you a one-time refresh. One-time refresh. So how do we feel morally about this? <laughs> I feel great about it. I'm feeling wonderful. I'm really excited. I love Poros exploding. Okay, so we don't we don't have any Poros next haters. Not, not in, in this room. room. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> I can go find you five right now. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, so so break it down. Why do we land on this? Because, you know, crashing a game server sounds like fun, guys. That's... It does sound fun. <laughs> At least uh, the it first turns time. out it's not. Uh, who knew? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, there were all these restrictions we had to have, but we still wanted to give people more Poro snacks because we never see the Poro explosion. Uh, and so this way, you know, if half the people in the game know how to feed one Poro and make it explode, they can still do a concerted effort and make it happen rather than needing all 10 to know exactly what they're doing and then have the awkward all chat thing where it's like, feed the Poro! He's at nine! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. start all chatting with someone. You just took our tower! T feed him! <laughs> yeah, so uh, so quick, quick question before we move on. Do they stack? Do you get two? 
Oh, man, we talked about that. I don't know. Did, did we ship with that? Patrick, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. okay. Well, okay. we'll get mystery. our best men on. Yeah. <laughs> top, top men. I, we'll I know it's something knows. we talked about. I don't know if we got it yeah, going. Because I remember this was like a, this is this was maybe a tech concern. You yep. can just edit out this question, right? Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah We're going to edit this part out. Keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So. So now let's get to everything happening in the rest of the patch. You know, just just as usual, let's take time if we need to, but a lot of these seem straightforward. Some of them aren't, though. Uh, I want to jump straight to Masteries, which is the last two. Okay, oh, okay, well, that's... Because um, I want to I get Mr. Greylog here in his element. I want, look, okay. we have changes to five Masteries, my dude, and I expect you to know why for everyone. Okay. <laughs> okay, Grasp of the Undying. Hell of a mastery. Great mastery. Yeah, very powerful. Very, yeah, and by that it. I mean it is very, very strong. It is, and it's never stopped being strong. And and here we are, kind of revisiting it here. So so long term, what are your views for grasp, Joe? And and why are why are we settled on this one right now? Okay, so this one actually feeds into a a larger issue we've been dealing with, which is uh, masteries have been giving out a lot of sustain, and we have let the sustain ones be. F- fairly dominant for a while now um we've been making these tiny nudges or doing small nerfs to the sustain um and we're kind of at a point where we could keep nerfing the sustain ones and they'll just not be masteries anymore uh instead of doing that which is terrible um we are trying to make the the options against the sustain ones better and removing sustain where it wasn't really doing that much, um, or just we didn't want it to be the, the power profile you cared about. For grasp, this means um, we're actually letting this hit harder. We like tanky dudes who have a reason to like have more interesting trades. Uh, we just don't think they need quite as much health back from it. Um, in practice, this isn't actually one that people have, like in playtest felt like they lost a ton of health. Um, I think because the trades are actually still pretty strong when you're using this well. Yeah, it it seems like it's a it's a it's pretty equivalent, right? But that uh, I mean, you are losing a decent amount of health in 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 ex- in elongated trades. You probably just don't feel as bad because it's probably still close either way, right? Yeah, and I I mean I like the direction of this change a lot because one of the things that you know I felt as a player is that uh, when you got to the end of the uh, what, what is it defensive tree it's not defensive tree it's resolve Kinet- resolve oh. resolve tree when you got to the end of the resolve tree sorry my bad leave legends um, yeah, it's just, just like all of them the yeah, it was the grasp tree yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, unless you're a jungler uh, the fervor tree strength. the thunderlord's tree and the grasp tree <laughs> so getting back Shrek, <laughs> um, so I, the thing was is that like all of these in some way were, were like making me tankier and I feel like this one sends a more clear message that's like this is the one I take if I want to be a tanky dude and still deal damage right like this is like the end of the resolve tree where I'm Darius and I want to murder you rather than yeah I'm... but I need all the other stuff to survive right right but maybe I don't need the healing quite as much yeah etc yeah there yeah. shouldn't be the healing, like you shouldn't be taking this because it lets you heal forever. Where this is like, we know that a melee dude walking up to a lot of people is going to pay a lot of health for that. We want them to feel not terrible about taking that trade, and we can't sell it just on the damage, right? If this was just make the trade worth it based on the burst you get, it's going to be really gross. Yeah, and then don't even <clears> get me started <throat> on what Malphite would do with that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, it's real just, bad. Yeah, it's not great. So, But, but could you please? No. Please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, out you. All right, all right, all right. Fervor, fervor of battle. Fervor of battle, stacks per ability cast, two to one. So so what is this? We, you don't like ability users now? Is uh, that <laughs> it's, What's going on? So fervor is supposed to be about you are a person who attacks a lot, and you can you can do some spells and stuff too, but this is about I have a slightly elongated like combat window where I attack you a whole bunch and I feel really great about it. What this actually was was I am Lucian or somebody else who casts a tremendous number of spells in a quick window who stacks this to max almost instantly and makes you really hate their auto attacks later, but it didn't really favor auto attackers because spell casts were worth so much and we're actually ramping you so far on on this one yeah yeah it's an um, attacker mastery take it if you want to attack people now if you want to cast spells that's yeah. my feeling that's, that's yeah. pretty much it <laughs> yeah i mean i guess what you I mean you could take 
uh, I mean, I guess you could take Deathfire Grasp if you want to attack. Or cast Thunderlords. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Spell caster yeah, if we're so. talking about in the Thunderlords tree, yeah, of course you would pick up the Thunderlords. Sure. Yeah. There you go. But I, so, worth calling out, DFT isn't terrible if you are an auto attacker. I know people see, like, hey, it's a dude with the magic thing in his hand. People always like undervalue. It has a it really good. It's really high. It, yeah. if Jin it really has does. Shown us anything? Yeah. It's like at the end of the game, it's like three thousand damage from Deathfire Touch. You're like, oh, that's yeah. a lot. It's pretty that's good. I'm just saying, if you haven't looked at it, maybe, maybe you should look at it. It's pretty strong. All right. So these three, I want to run through them super fast because they're kind, they're kind of in the other trees. We have a uh, double-edged sword, uh, where you take more damage, uh, but you deal more damage as well. Uh, that no longer is split amongst ranger melee. Yep. Uh, veteran scars, the one that gives you health, now gives you five more health, one one more per rank. Uh, and then natural talent, the one gives you 80 and AP, still gives you the same amount by the end, uh, but now it gives you uh, a little bit more upfront. So it's like two AD and three AP at level one or something. Yep. Which I, which I think is a is, is a deal. So so these these are all they're they're tiny tweaks to little little masteries. But but why are we there? What what are we doing for these? All right. So these are all ones that just could not compete with more early game focused options. Um, Feast was really blocking out double edged sword for a huge number of champions. It felt really bad about the disparity for ranged and melee. We're saying okay, you know one and a half damage taken is still a lot on a lot of these squishy characters it's probably okay we'll see if it's not we'll fix it but we think you need to have some more options in that space because most characters didn't feel like they did uh veteran scars natural talent both of these were um so okay uh veteran scars just need to be better it just was not competing like really at all natural talent was trying to ask you to take a mastery for late game we kind of know that doesn't work. The amount of late game power you need to make a mastery worth it compared to an early game option uh, gets really game warping. It's gross. Yeah, that I was mean, like uh, early yeah. Warlord's Bloodlust, right? Where it was like, yep. this thing is just going to completely make you unkillable later, but are are you going to take it? Yeah, yes, can no. you get through lane? Yeah, 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 yeah. How will you fight the Thunderlords? <laughs> what will you do? Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that one. This this is, a lot of this is pretty open and shut for me. The one that I like the most, though, or I guess the two, I really like the natural talent change probably the most, and then I like the double-edged sword one, too, because I always, even if I was going to take it anyways, you always feel bad, right? Anytime there's something that says, like, this is less good on you, you're like, but I still want it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's fine. You just be melee scrub. So, I don't know. I like to play my 80 carries like melee champions anyways, so yeah. misfortune, here we go. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. Cool. Bullet time is going to deal a million damage. All right, so... It already does. I was say, what's, that's just a, <laughs> a million a and one damage. <laughs> there you go. Per wave, of course. So, yeah. uh, so running through the rest of them, we have uh, we have some champions, we have some items. Let's jump into the champions. There's not too many, yeah. uh, but Corky. We actually, we talked about Corky last time. We had some we little Corky changes. And these seem bigger. Yeah, these ones are a bit bigger. As we said in the last one, we didn't expect that to be the end of the tale for Corky. Yeah, none of us were like, a little bit more damage on the rockets? Done. <laughs> Finished. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, we're, we're doing some more stuff here. Um, buffing up the Gatling gun. Uh, Corky's supposed to, I guess, the thing that we kind of settled on uh, with the changes, I forget when, when we did the, the attack damage ratio on his basic attacks. Yeah, I think it was 6-7 it was or 6-8. It was, it was something like that. It's been probably like two months ago, two yeah, and a half months yeah, ago. Yeah, a little while ago. Was that This is supposed to be a character who's supposed to be more about spell casts. And one of the things that stood out to us is that Gatling Gun wasn't exactly feeling good as a spell cast. So yeah. kind of the narrative for this batch is we wanted to make Gatling Gun feel significantly better as a cast. So we we buffed up the damage a little bit. Um, Not and, a lot, but in some cases, you know, some levels it's it. It's yeah, there was actually this weird thing where uh, it didn't get the same amount of damage with every rank. So the first four ranks used to um, give you 48, and then uh, the last rank would give you like... 88 or something it was it's it's just it was bizarre so anyway the tldr on this is like levels two three and four should feel a little bit better than they did before but his rank five was randomly already really good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um oops yeah that that's one of those oops moments where you're like hey wait this number doesn't look right yeah <laughs> and it was, and this it one it always feels weird too right because it's it's like quarter second ticks or something right yep and it's split damage it's physical magic so you see like 
eights and nines um, popping up all over the place as your opponent is like brutally murdered, <laughs> right? Like, like oh, this doesn't look like it's doing a lot of damage. It it, it really does. Just have a health really bar. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not a lot. Lots uh, of eights. One of the important things to know is that with the tick rate going up, that means that the armor and magic resist shred that come from Galling Gun are getting applied twice as fast. So. Uh, this also means the ability in and of itself will be doing more damage and also just ramping up to all of Corky's damage more quickly. So, but the caps aren't changing. So you're not yeah. like shredding more. You're just getting to you're the just getting to the max right faster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and it, it just feels kind of iconic for me. I used to play a lot of Corky. Uh, you know, you Falcon, you press Gatling gun the moment you you make it there, and then you just vomit all your damage onto them, right? And and it feels like he's he's really similar to Lucian in that. You, if you found that one little pocket, that one little misposition, you could really punish it. And this feels like it's actually going further on that, which I think you couple it with our buffs last patch. I, I still f start to feel good about Corky in that realm and yep. like his ability to do that. Yeah, I also think the Valkyrie change is pretty big early. Six seconds less cooldown early game is pretty big. It's a lot on of a safety. Dash. Yeah. yeah. So uh, moving on to Fizz, yep. I swear we were just talking about uh, a character a lot like this. So. Oh, no. Oh, no, who could never have yeah, never. We would never have a slippery assassin with percent missing health damage that built tank and became a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that <laughs> yeah. sounds right. This is the first time we're looking right. at this. No, so. no, no. All yeah. right, Fizz. Uh, this one, I feel like it almost came out of nowhere. Was this like a king of the hill? Like the moment you you knock down Echo, this guy comes right back up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he uh, he he was kind of waiting in the wings for a while. He was on our radar already, and then we knocked Echo down. It's like, ah, oh, there's Fizz. Yeah. Not surprising. There All right. It is. So, time to do it. So before we talk about what, what we're doing here, in fact, I, I'll just read out the changes because I think they're self-explanatory, sure. right? This is, uh, we're losing a little bit of base damage on the W, right? Goes into our old build damage to get damage thing. Yep. Sounds fine. Uh, lowering or increasing the cooldown of Playful Trickster, saying, hey, that eight seconds for this ability probably isn't fine when you can get CDR so easily, mm -hmm. right? Uh, hitbox change, which might need a little bit of explanation, but the thing here is You should is be able that to hit him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should be able to hit him. Uh, the thing here that I want to focus on, and the, and the conversation I want to have for this is, a lot of people say, okay, it was Nautilus and Ramus, then it was Echo. Well, before Echo, it was Poppy. Then it was Echo and Poppy. Now it's Fizz. Right. It, it, at a certain point, is this not just a whack-a-mole of the same problem over and over again? You know, in terms of the build, the the masteries, like. Yeah. Are we going to see this again after we change Fizz? Is it just going to be Riven? Is it just going to be Jace or or something else that seems twisted? I mean, if Riven is winning with Frozen Fist, Sunfire, Grasp of the Undying, yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> I, but... I, I got to go do a playtest. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a playtest right now. <laughs> Can we take a playtest break? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a fair question, right? Um, I think that... Uh, these aren't all the same problem. For instance, uh, I think Poppy's a very different problem than uh, Echo and Fizz. I think Echo and Fizz are basically the same problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's on our radar. Sunfire Cape, Spirit Visage, Iceborne Gauntlet, Grasp of the Undying, right? Like, that's been the, the story of this season. We've got Grasp changes in here. We're going to keep incrementally doing these things but we could we could just nerf that that build into the ground and then let the new build rise to the top but i think we really in this case are trying to incrementally bring it down bring stuff like triforce up and see if we can like get to that point where it's in a nice balanced state i know that it's been like this is the best build for a while and we're trying to like not overshoot it and just kill that um but this is the route that we're going and you know I don't know what more to say on that. It's like hopefully Fizz is the end of the like dominant with this build type stuff. Uh, and I would say that they've been feeling like they've been getting progressively less dominant to me um, other than perhaps Echo. But Echo, I mean, was just I, he was, I think he had a lot yeah, more problems. Than he just, had a lot of problems. I, I yeah. think I think that's what we're talking about. Joe, how do you feel about this, about the, the, the build, the mastery, everything? Yeah, I mean, for me, this is. I mean, it's a good question, right? It is, and we talk about this a lot, whether we should be nerfing the items that are causing this to the champions. And I think the question for me is, like, where do we believe the base power of tank should be? And where do we want these items to be able to give a tank X amount of damage to let them function in lane, function in these earlier team fights, right? Because that's where we see a lot of this power. Um I think in relation to other champions outside of, like, like well, 
in relation to ADCs, I think giving a lot of tanks access to two reasonable armor items that they feel not terrible about um, does a lot of good for tank agency because when we see them in the old world of like build your frozen heart, just that's that's the yeah, one good armor one. item. And Maybe it was good enough Randuins. to just be the one. You're pretty much happy doing that. Right. And it was only that because it was the most efficient item in the game. Yeah. Um, now, I think we were a little off in our estimations of, obviously, where, where Frozen Fist, oh, sorry, Iceborne Gauntlet and uh, uh, Sunfire were. I think we kind of underestimated how good we made them, and we're, we've been slowly pulling them down. But, I mean, when we have balanced items, I think we are closer to an ecosystem of armor items that actually start to have trade-offs against each other. And once we have that, like, getting to that point has exposed a lot of champion problems too, and it probably will still do that. That doesn't make the goal of having these items compete with each other less, less worthy of going after. It does expose how painful it can be to get some of these outliers, like a 70% efficient item, Fixing that ecosystem takes a lot of time. That's that's the thing we screwed up and we had a debt to pay. Okay, so so it sounds like baby steps. We'll we'll keep hitting them as they come up, but but we're we're hoping that these slight changes down as well. Slighted things up. You brought up Triforce, which I actually think is a really good point, right? Yep. Hopefully, we get them into a balance without having to just nuke one from orbit, right? Which you know, I, I I'm into that. I We've that been trying sense. to avoid that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so some more some more quick hits. We have Syndra. Got some ratio up on W and E. Do we? Where, where's the state of Syndra right now? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think uh, I don't think this is the end of Syndra again. I think she's been a little bit weak since the a little bit weaker, I should say, since yeah. the the mid season rework, and she was already not necessarily on the strong side uh, beforehand. So we'll still be looking at her, but I, the, these felt like some free wins that we could just take right now, where it's like, you know what? She's supposed to be this ascendant mage. We took away this uh, the extra damage that she was getting on Q, and it just felt like she needed more scaling to like help her out in the mid to late game. Um, felt free to me. Look, man, the more you buff my jungle Syndra, the happier I'll be. So I'm good to go. Great. I don't think we can Great. buff that uh, one enough right. to feel good about that on. one. That's yeah. one with it on stream. That's all I needed to know. Uh, Zinshao. Zinshao. X to the Z. X. Did not expect to see uh, health changes on him yeah so um, usually usually we're we're in the zone of like get him more damage or make items better on him or something break down this because this is a little <laughs> this not not what i'm used to sure uh so with zinjao i guess uh we, we took away uh rage blade uh in the mid-season it's still a good item on him but it's not as crazy a power spike as it was prior it's, it's to not your first two for sure uh some people are still doing yeah. it Tr trinity force is moving in as primary second but i mean yeah we'll yeah, see how it shakes we'll out. see how it shakes out uh either way he lost uh a bit of killing power from that for sure because the old rage blade was just so so powerful uh and with the speed at which he's killing people we're kind of comfortable with right now he's kind of killing people too fast before mid-season yeah. and now we're like okay this is like a reasonable pace for Zinjao to be killing people and then we're like okay well then why isn't he succeeding and it's like well this is a dude, he goes into the middle of the fight, and he stays there. And he has to build offensive items to even do his job. So I just, I was like, well, if that's the case, he needs to be tankier. Otherwise, I have to make him kill people faster. And so yeah, and, and, it's just like. And yeah, the 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 40%, not that, I don't think he was ever had this, but like 40% chance to have Xinxiao instantly murder you world is like <laughs> probably not one that I'm excited to be in. So giving him more of that playing field of like, okay, lesser time to kill, but you don't blow up instantly seems fine for divers overall, right? And like kind of where we hope for them to live yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you summed it up there. I think that also that Zinn will probably keep looking at in the future a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I've personally been trying to look at on this guy is we, we did a Q refactor on him a while ago. And this is one of those cases where players are like, this feels really clunky. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It really does. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to try to track down some stuff there as well. Hopefully we'll be able to make that Q feel a little bit better in the future as well. All right, almost near the end of our time here together, but we have we have three major things to hit on. The first one, it's actually a little lighter than people uh, people might be expecting, but we have a change to Zed. Zed's shadows now have a nice little circle around them, which 
I think on like any other character, you'd just read that note, you'd kind of move on, you'd be like, oh, I need a little clarity thing, right? But on Zed, that's actually that's huge, a really big deal. Yeah, because the number of times he's like triple giga shurikening around, and and you can't even see what's happening, or hell, even in lane, it's a huge deal. Yeah, those shadows are so hard to read. So I, I think clarity was very much needed here. We we need to make we need to make it fair for the opponents. They need to be able to see where the shadows are. I mean, part of it is their shadows. They're supposed to look shadowy and cool. At the end of the day, like this needs this is a PvP video game. Like yeah. you, you need to be. <laughs> they able, are clones, and they will kill you. Yeah, and, and they you, will you, just murder you, and he will swap places with them, and then he'll murder you, and you'll be dead twice. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember August coming over and being uh, Gypsy Lord coming over and being like, uh, "Can I put circles on shadows?" I'm like. Should, should I not do that? I mean, why? Why Why would you not do No, check this in tonight. Like, please. Yeah. For the love Ship of God, it. I would love to know where they were for once. Yeah. Um, and in playtest, it's actually been pretty amazing on both sides, right? Like playing with, playing against. I never realized how much I did not know those things yeah, were the where they were. Them yeah. Until you see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So, clarity win. Seems like it, 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 it affects both people pretty well. I'm, I'm interested to see how much it'll actually affect him because. Uh, it seems big to me, playtesting it as well, but you never know until it hits. Exactly. Yep. Right. So moving over, we ha we have a, a series of changes that I would like to group together. Uh, Infinity Edge and Essence Reaver are getting 5 AD. 5 AD. The dream. The my my absolute <laughs> favorite. My clan tag in League of Legends is 5 AD. So so a lot of people are like, why does it say sad? I'm like, that's a five. That's that's a meme right there. Uh, and then we have Lord Dominic's regards and uh, uh, Mortal Reminder getting 10 AD. Yep. Uh, Yomu's Ghostblade is losing five, and uh, Bilgewater Cutlass is actually uh, getting a little cheaper. So these are all kind of targeted at the same space, they right? Are? Like. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I was like, for a second, I was like, "There's, there's, there's no way there can't be." Anyway, so, so they seem like they are all targeted at marksmen. Uh, yep. Two, at least, being almost primarily bought by marksmen. But, but break down for me the little nudgings, the up and downs of of the the eighty carry items here. Right. So obviously, I'm going to talk about the giant elephant in the room, which is all these ghostblade builds. Uh, I mean, we're changing it, so it's not that. Elfendy. Um, yeah. Right. So <laughs> the black cleavers, the black the, cleavers, the, the flat pennant on the AD dusk carries. blade, even because it's yeah, dusk blade misfortune hype. Hype. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we started to see marksmen opting out of all these items that we thought were built for marksmen. Like specifically, we wanted them to be attractive. That we want them to help their patterns make more sense. Um, and it became really clear that these items weren't satisfying and didn't have the benefits, especially compared to these early rushes, right? Like doing these early pen builds and these early AD builds, um, you weren't losing enough damage compared to the other options. And we could just nerf them and they would feel terrible or by splitting the difference, by making some of those early pen builds not quite so crushingly strong and good at scaling um, while making your two item spike and your three item spike later with the uh, lost whisper upgrades. Upgrades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By making those feel like they have a better long term payoff, we can keep the idea of you can go these early pen builds, take a kind of riskier lane where you have to suppress your opponent, or you can go into these marksman items, and your two and three item builds should really feel like they take off compared to these black cleaver builds. Yeah. This feels to me uh, like so. So there's a classic argument that happens uh, with players where they're like. Don't nerf Lucian, buff everyone else, right? And, and it's like, it's not the problem that he's overpowered, which he is, uh, or was. I, I think he actually got hit uh, a bit this patch, a bit. right? Yeah. But, but, you know, it's like, let's let's do that. This uh, this item build thing, I actually think lives in a similar space, but I'm kind of on the opposite side of it, which is, you know, it's not actually that this pen thing is as out of control, but that there are just some carries that can't use it, right? And it, and it feels... It feels like weird that you have to go home to your regular Infinity Edge and be like, ah, I don't want to do this build. It doesn't feel as efficient. Why is this less good? Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, the the comparison between the two is really striking to me because like, I hadn't thought about it. And then people start doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Ghostblade does give 65 AD. So does Infinity <laughs> Edge. And it's got this sweet active and 20 armor pen and 10 CDR. And, <laughs> oh, oh no. my gosh. It all makes sense. Right? <laughs> and so... Um, 
And and so yeah, it's just like, well, what is the difference of these supposed to be? And it's like, well, one of them is supposed to give you AD to help you scale into the later game, and the other one's supposed to help you spike out on base damages from abilities. So let's play that up. That's what we're going for. Yeah. And and then Cutlass, uh, Cutlass has just felt bad. Like Cutlass has just not felt like it is a reasonable spot in your item progressions, like kind of at all. Um, the endpoints aren't really changing, but you know. Uh, especially in lane, it is important that when you go back and spend this much gold that you come back with something that feels like you can fight somebody a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Um, so bringing the cost down so you're not comparing it against, like, a giant item and maybe a, another be a, another longsword, like, getting this down a couple points in the thresholds, I think, helps a lot about all those characters that have to go Bork. That's, like, that's their jam. That's only... Way they're yeah, the go. veins, the twitches, all that. Every time I come back in a lane, I see my opponent comes back in a lane with a uh, longsword vamp scepter. I'm like, oh, I am gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. now, and I guess now they're gonna have an item. They're gonna have an active. They might have a real better. item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they might. Okay, last one, last call. We have uh, it's it's kind of two changes in one, but we have rod of ages, as well as just the 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 catalyst changes to all all the items in general. Rod of ages is going up by a hundred gold. And then all of the catalyst upgrades, as the GLP, the Rod of Ages, and Righteous Glory are losing some of their health return. So hit me, take me home. What's going on? Yeah. So uh, from the mid season, we did we did some mage item updates, and uh, the the one prevalent thing that we saw in performance metrics how how they're much they're winning. Um, yeah. The everyone who bought Rod of Ages was really happy. They were they were doing great. Their win rates went up a ton. They, and uh, part of it is just like. Rod of Ages was just really, really efficient. Um, and another part of it is that most of them had uh, toggle spells or very high-cost spells that they could get a lot of health back from on the Catalyst passive, especially when they finished their item early. Because if you're going Rod of Ages, you're feeling Yeah, you get, it, you get it first, right? So we're talking like, what, Swain, Anivia, Aurelian Soul. Cassadin. Yeah, Karthus, uh, I think, is what, like, the... The big He's the king. Shh, don't. <laughs> I want to um, keep him. Dare not speak his name. Did I say Cassidan? Yeah, Cassidan. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. But yeah, Carthus too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a bunch of these guys. They're they're doing great. And the common thread is Rod of Ages. So Rod of Ages was a bit overpowered, up in the cost a bit there. And then, uh, yeah, just across the board, the the catalyst uh, passive upgrading, the conversion of mana cost into health, uh, seemed like a cool thing to put on the items in the mid season, but. Again, since everyone just rushes Rod, it's like that higher value that they were getting right off the bat, the the 0.25, and the, we're bringing that down to just a 0.2, back to where it is at Catalyst. That part doesn't get better when you upgrade now, because yeah, especially with Swain, you can see it. Like, there's a lot of healing in his kit, but then there's like also this item feeding into all of his healing. It's just like completing Rod of Ages and Aurelian Soul feels unfair. Yeah, it's, it's just I already <sighs> stand in the wave, and I just let you hit me to give me more mana to continue wave clearing, and then I just comet back to lane anyways. And then when I finish the item, which I finish faster than you because it's so cheap, my mana pool is enormous, and I'm like, oh, let's just sit on this for a while. Let's just heal forever. And I think that's the thing for me is it's like you don't think of finishing these items as having like a heal spike, right? And yet and yet it is actually the case. Yeah, and, and Karthus couldn't even use his passive. I mean, that's, that's no. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like the one thing I'll, I want to call out here is like we had talked about, are these items a problem for a couple of patches now? We had a real hard time figuring out like where is the problem because we saw you know swing going up and down. We saw a bunch of champions move up and down. Uh, we stopped seeing that. We started to see like, oh yeah, okay, if you can buy Rod of Ages, now they're just up. You're just crazy, right? Yeah. Like now that we've gotten everyone into good spots, uh, the results are in. It was clear we weren't in a good spot, and it was it was something in the foundation making it bad. So. Uh, this adjustment, I think, will will do a lot to get a lot of these people in a state where we can balance anything around them and, and feel good about it. All right. Well, that is it. That's everything. That's patch rundown six twelve. We ran it down. It has been run down. Run over. It's it's run down, as they may say. Uh, my ancestors run in down. Alabama. They wouldn't uh, say ran down. They'd say run down. It it was run to down. Oh yeah, it run to down. down. Yeah, run to yeah. down. Yeah. down. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. We're going crazy over here. But uh, I I'm excited to get out and play some ARAM matches. I hope the rest of you guys are too. Thank you to our guests, 
uh, Smash Gizmo and Riot Fearless or just regular Fearless? Just Fearless. Who knows? Just, just regular Whoa. old Fearless. Account 87, man. Come on. Riot Bravery. There you go. <laughs> just, just super Fearless over here. Thank you guys for coming out and hanging out with me, uh, especially next to the little death trap over there. Uh, to make sure that everything is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we've lost Joe. Uh, nothing of consequence was lost that day. Uh, he can't respond. He's dead now. Uh, and uh, and so for all of you who enjoyed this, uh, please leave us a comment on SoundCloud. Leave us a thumbs up, like, review, upvote, whatever it is that you do on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is that you end up listening to this thing, or a comment on the boards if that's where you found this as well. Uh, we will be doing these every two weeks, so we will be back with six thirteen. It's going to have a little support action. So uh, stay right in your chair, support players for two whole weeks. And uh, and then don't, we'll, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. That's actually incredibly unhealthy. But if you did in two weeks, you would find the shiny new 613. So that's all for us here at the Patch Rundown. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.